I think we have got company. Go to start now. Okay, let's start. Uh, we are live right now on UStream, and we'll be starting our episode number hundred and twelve. So let's get started. Abhishek, you ready? Yes. Hello and welcome to Indica's episode number one hundred and twelve. I'm your host Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone. Yeah, a big day today, right? A pretty big day. Very, big very big. So, so today has been interesting. The day started somewhat on a sad note with the Bangalore fire happening last evening, and for right. that we are going to be joined by a, one of our Indicast listeners, and uh, he's actually the CEO and MD of Headhunters India. He's into talent acquisition for you know big companies and all those things. So, if if you recall, we had announced uh, that uh, we would like to have guest contributors. Who are from the region, locals to the region, so that we can get better insights. You know, Chris was kind enough to reply to us uh, via email. He contacted us and he said, "Hey, you know, whenever you guys have a Bangalore story, I, he'll be happy to contribute." So, oh, that's cool. Talking about replies, we have one of our listeners saying hello to us. So, hi there. It, this is pretty cool, right? I mean, you get um, real-time feedback here. Aditya, that's the scary part: the feedback. <laughs> yeah, it, it can go either ways. So exactly. um, the audio, yeah, the audio might drop, you know, from time to time because we are sitting in India and the broadband quality is not really top class here. But can you can you dial him in, Abhishek? Yeah, sure, sure. Give me a moment while I talk about the broadband connectivity. I have to restart my laptop every time I have to connect to Skype. <laughs> on that note, on that note, hang on while we get in. Yes. So until Abhishek is doing that, why don't I give you the basic, very basic information as to what happened? Around 4:30, Twitter started getting flooded with messages saying that there is a fire in an office complex in Bangalore, and Jacker Hack, who I follow on Twitter as well, he he was he was stuck inside the building and he was tweeting from from there. So you know, one thing led to other, and I think yeah, we are getting in. And now we have uh, Lakshmikant on line with us, who is from Bangalore, and uh, we wanted him to join us so that he could, you know, provide us some some local knowledge, if you will, as to what really was happening there. We all saw the horrific uh, images of people jumping out of the windows, etc. So Lakshmikant, welcome on Indicast. I'm pretty sorry that you know you have to join us for an incident of uh, of such kind. Uh, Abhishek, Abhishek. Good evening and uh, good evening to everybody who are listening to us. Actually, the fire started somewhere around three hours, forty-five uh, minutes in the afternoon, and uh, within five ten minutes, the fire brigade was uh, contacted. But it took them more than forty-five minutes to reach the spot. Main reason was traffic because a lot of crowd collected around the building. Almost, uh, I can say about four to five thousand people were surrounding the building. Oh the building is a quite an old building. Uh, it was built by a company called Southern uh, Properties. They were uh, one of the fine builders back in the 80s, but they are no more there. So what happened is this building has not kept to the fire safety standards of today. Right. For instance, uh, in the couple of floors, seventh floor, sixth floor, and all, the emergency exit has been welded. Sometimes oh you can't open it and come out. And more than the fire, it was a smoke which right. choked people. Do, do we still know the people, cause of the smoke or the fire? Uh, I mean, the initial thing was it's a short circuit. No, mm -hmm. police are saying that it could be also some sort of a sabotage. 
but nobody knows my personal feeling is it's a old building uh, i don't think the maintenance was great because i have visited this building also in india if you notice the voltage keeps on fluctuating yeah. so wiring has to be you know up to date for you to take care of the load so for instance so also people use or overload the circuits this building uh, has couple of landmarks one is the corner house corner house is a, a chain of ice cream parlors which is uh, very popular in bangalore the second one is thank god it's friday tjf there are two tjfs in bangalore the first one is here then uh, there are there's something called a bombay blues which is a fine dining restaurant where you know the theme is on bombay film stars bollywood jackets right yeah. so this happened at a place where uh, the high net worth individuals are employed see bank offers it this is inter office similarly thomson reuters uh, both i think 500 2000 people work there uh, the leela hotel leela which is one of the leela palace which is seven star hotel is four five buildings from this building so it's an up market area the, the incident uh, really got noticed because people were started jumping out of the windows etc yeah. and you know dna says that people did that because the firefighters asked them to do so you see what happened was the firefighters came there and they put up the safety net right and some people were desperate to jump because you know they had breathing problems oh. so they said you try it out that's all i mean but if you are going to jump from the 6th or 7th floor uh, there is unless you are a superman you won't hit the net there was also one more thing they were trying to do that i read they wanted to jump from a higher floor to just the bottom floor that is from the 5th to the 4th floor just to get out of the the like you said the suffocation and the smoke and some of them in fact a woman was filmed dropping directly from that height uh, onto the ground so for the one yeah, actually three people jumped out and all three died the first person was a security guard who jumped uh, he looked at the you know net safety net and he jumped mm. the other two knew what was happening but still i don't know why they jumped that motivation is not known but maybe they were really you know one is a panic situation number two is an asthma attack could have prompted them to take a chance you spoke about the the lack of emergency exits and the seriousness of uh, these buildings aditya the sometime back i was at a place and i'll not name this office uh, i was at a place and, and in a meeting and the fire alarm just went off yeah and uh, i got up but the the guys in the meeting said you know what don't worry somebody somewhere would have lit up a cigarette and that's why this happened so so you know sometimes yeah it sounds like a joke but if if these things are taken and you know that is what uh, you know there's this guy on twitter his handle is jack at jackerhack he is someone who i follow and he himself said that you know the alarm went off but people didn't realize the seriousness of the whole issue until they saw the until they saw the smoke gushing in and then they they were taking it very aramsi they were packing their laptops and all these things because according to him this is this is a good excuse for theft to happen and all those things so they were packing their belongings and all those things taking the lift down so who who do you think should be responsible for training them in the sense this is lack of basic training right in a building like this where there are small offices many right. small offices uh, uh, it's not one large employer but there mm-hmm. could be in every floor could be seven eight offices right right i don't know that such uh, safety measures were taken the other thing is uh, fire brigade they brought the fire ladder it could go only up to the fifth floor it could not go beyond that now i know in bombay uh, some they have imported recently 
two fire ladders which can go up to the 25th or 30th floor. Right. So depending on the city, these are the kind of things we have to do. We have to learn from it. Firstly, here there were no precautions. For every building, you're supposed to get a fire permit. And it should be renewed on a periodic basis. That has not been done. And the primary reason is the fire departments, according to them, they don't have people to ensure it happens. Bangalore is a city which has responded quickly to crises like what Bombay has done. And I'm sure uh, this is a good learning for, good learning, but sorry, it's a bad incident, but it's a learning. And if we learn from that, I'm sure Bangalore will do well. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope that next time you are with us, uh, Lakshmika, and we are probably talking about uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore winning the IPL. Okay, whole of India is celebrating, uh, I think all Indians around the world are celebrating Tendulkar. Oh, Tendulkar, that's, that's going to be one of our hot topics for later on in the episode. But for now, I know it's late, it's about 11.15 in the, in the night, and sorry to keep yeah. you up so late. Thanks a lot for joining in. And um, until next time. Thanks a lot. Good day, guys. Bye. 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 So let's move on to the Pune Blast case. And uh, this happened, say, around uh, nine days back now. But since then, the blast toll has gone up to 15 people. We are like, you know, sitting ducks is a phrase which is overused, overabused. But uh, that's what happened in Pune, supposedly the virgin town where there was no attack of sorts until today. But somebody walked into German bakery, which happens to be one of the most popular hangout joints in Pune. For and youngsters it's like it's, and, uh, and of foreign origin. It's like a college canteen for uh, whole of Pune. The, the Osho Ashram is like walking distance from there. So I guess that might be one of the reasons for all those foreigners there. We have been used to talking about uh, how so many people dead and all those things. Or, you know, is it because the two of us are from Bombay and that we've seen so much violence around us and you travel in local trains every day that automatically we get inured saying that because I was in Pune during these days and I was at a place at a, at a friend's home where uh, I was seeing this on TV and one Mumbai family walked into the house for dinner and when they heard about this news, they said, Are, hey, Mumbai mein the rose hotasta. I mean, this happens every day in Bombay. It is as matter of fact manner that anybody can speak. Uh, I think we are getting immune to all these things. You, you are right. Our home minister is also saying the same thing, saying that no city in India is any safer or any more in danger than any other city in the world. He made this statement, which, which makes me feel very uncomfortable. If that's the case, then uh, is America an exception after 911? Is a question that every nine-year-old can ask. After 911, there hasn't been a single report of even 100 grams of RDX going off in some hotel. You can call George Bush what you want, what you know, you can you can call him names, but nothing has happened since that day, which none of our bureaucrats can claim. You know, that is not even on their goal sheet anymore in, in a corporate lingo. But now what is happening is uh, the Maharashtra anti-terror squad has so far failed to make any progress on the leads that they have received. They studied the CCTV footage that they received. Uh, but the problem is that the footage is too grainy, they say. So, it's three CCTV clips which are showing suspicious activity by two men uh, just before the blast happened. But uh, mm-hmm. they aren't able to identify anybody. There's a trend in all these uh, blasts that we've had so far. We haven't been able to identify anybody yet. Yeah, exactly. And what is happening is that Chidambaram has said if Maharashtra ATS does not make any progress, the National Investigation Agency is going to be sent in. This, I mean, this might make me sound cynical, but there are only too many committees on this for too long to get something out. So Mr. Chidambaram has said that 
terrorists get too many takes you know too many chances to attack a country so the news when somebody diffuses a bomb doesn't get reported as much as a terror attack does to be fair to him yes that that is true but uh, somewhere the intelligence that is when when some rdx or any big explosive gets smuggled into the state then there is some high level intelligence failure of sorts which i think we as common men don't get access to at all and, and the sec- news and, and and security forces are also you know investigating whether this rdx supplier was the same as the one in 1993 case you have already lost the battle once the rdx is in the city yes exactly they have sleeper cells now something called as sleeper cells uh, what's that? that sleeper cells is basically you know pre-trained people who are ready to be sent out on mission as soon as they get a message from their controllers so th- there are these sleeper cells in all these small cities now and that is the next trend that uh, uh, you know government is warning people about that now they are going to be targeting tier 2 cities so nasik is on alert nagpur and uh, there is indore there is kanpur and in fact in jaipur uh, in the uh, savai mansing stadium where our first odi was held right. chidambaram almost uh, had to consider sending the army there because of the threats that were there so it's like you say saying what you know the terrorists just pick a state and then do what they want to that's what it seems like right now but that is not the only problem that india is facing right now these are problems that we are having from the external uh, parties we, we are having enough internal issues as well and i'm talking about uh, the telangana state formation and the pro- protests happening out there oh, so did you see the video of the guy that was on fire I, crazy isn't I, i mean it? i saw it on one of the times now channels first of all it, the decision that all those channels took to show it was i don't know whether it goes down well with the ethics and so called of all of that of journalism that happened with the bangalore fire case also i mean the newspapers blatantly printed all those you know people jumping off the building photos and then their heads being splattered on the ground i'm sure there there are you know rules that inb ministry that is information and broadcasting ministry has set but i guess they just broadcast it and then they pay off the fine so what happened with this uh, student setting himself ablaze is that he was participating in a pro telangana morcha he just put petrol on himself and set himself on fire now what must have been going through his mind to do this is it is the situation so bad we need someone from hyderabad out here to talk about this because hyderabad for a 19 year old i don't know for he is 19 osmania university well yes. 19 year olds understand what the significance of a separate state is you just need one crazy guy to do this and if there is a cause behind it then obviously it's splattered all over the papers and cause as big and as badly handled as telangana it's been in the news for what so many years now in fact we've covered this in our one of our podcasts in length and that was 10 podcasts ago and the situation is still in limbo still in limbo nothing has been done and in fact the student had a suicide note in his bag which hmm. actually said that people like me will get jobs only if telangana state is formed i am giving my life for telangana and please don't stop this movement till telangana is achieved is what the note said uh, now when india first became became independent from british rule there were only 18 states hmm. and then later on now we have 28 in the in the last 10 years itself three states have been formed and if you really if you really look at those new states they are doing better if you look at the average annual income per person for example india ka per capita income is around 14663 and 
I'm giving you the exact figure. If you compare this with uh, the one that is in Uttarakhand, Uttarakhand ka log have an average income of 27,800, which is almost double. Chhattisgarh is the same. Average income in Madhya Pradesh is 18,000. Chhattisgarh mein hai for 29,000. So, now the whole, the issue has come to a point where they are saying, if they have valid reasons, valid economic reasons, okay, to mm-hmm. have a separate state, then they should go for it. The unfortunate part is it has led to people do this because there has been no decision. There is no yes or no. You know, right, we read in the Congress, in the papers, uh, about uh, two months back, that Congress said, okay, yes, go ahead and form a separate Yeah, that, that is when, when the elections were on. They, they right. actually had this point in their agenda. And then now now everybody's mum on it. Yeah, I, and I read this opinion piece, well, very well written. Another point that this uh, opinion piece makes is that nobody is asking valid questions like, if you create a Telangana from Andhra mm. Pradesh, do they have the administrative infrastructure in place? For example, taxes oh. collect karega? They'll say, Bo, dekh lenge. first to give us the state. That's their argument. And in fact, Patrick's 99 was on the chat window makes a good point saying that if you indulge in violence, your demand should be instantly made illegitimate in the sense that you're not being objective or talk face to face till the time you don't get it set across the table. If you keep doing these then these things, then it, it's like a child tantrum. But unfortunately, people are dying here. Yes, 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 they are. Let's move on to the next topic that we have. And this is about... Now, seeking donation for school admissions has been made or will soon become a jailable offense. So now there was a group of ministers, which is obviously, you know, short form, G-O-M, which, ha- which has cleared the prohibition of unfair practices in technical and medical educational institutes and universities built 2009. Woo! That's Ha! <laughs> <laughs> This group of ministers was headed by none other than our BCCI chairman and the agriculture minister that is... What he does he do? He's got a diverse, <laughs> versatile portfolio. He's an all-rounder. Agriculture, yeah, agriculture minister, BCCI chief and what this this thing now. And then he, he wants to be on the stage when he gives the award to Ricky Ponting for the, whatever, the one of the trophies and he's shouted off by the Australian <laughs> saying that he should not be in the picture. He wants to be everywhere. He wants to be everywhere. Yeah, man. Wherever there is media attention, he's there. Other people who were in the, in the group also consist of uh, Apna Kapil Sibyl, Home Minister mm. P. Chidambaram, Law Minister Virappa Moili, and Health Minister Gulab Nabi Azad. The Defence Minister is also there, E.K. Anthony. Throw in everybody in there. <laughs> Everyone except except Apna Prime Minister. Montek Singh Aluwalia is also here. What, what they did was, these guys listed out 25 educational malpractices. Hmm. Out of which demanding capitation fees was one of them. Basically, you know, kharcha uh, pani. Or in few other places, they are. Uh, it is also known as development fees. Kya baat hai? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, since we are talking about Sharad Bawar being versatile, he is also the Asian Kabaddi Federation ka head. It was founded under his chairmanship. That's what one of our listeners, Advait Patil, has just said. Nice, Kabaddi. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, the other uh, offenses include giving wrong information about faculty and facilities in the institute. <laughs> IIPM. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talking uh, about IIPM, do you know, uh, if you if you are, uh, if you get placed in McKinsey, and I think I've said this before, if you get placed in McKinsey and your dad is from McKinsey, that means this will come on the placement brochure of IIPM. Ah, nice. That I, uh, McKinsey comes to us to recruit. And I, I quote Jam magazine when Rashmi Bansal had written this about three years ago and almost had gotten herself sued. 
सो सो अदर रॉन्गफुल एक्टिविटीज क्या है ओवर चार्जिंग स्टूडेंट थ्रू इन्फॉर्मेशन ब्रोशर ओके सो नाउ वॉट दे ऑल्सो इफ यू वॉन्ट एन एडमिशन फॉर्म यू ऑल्सो हैव टू बाय दिस इन्फॉर्मेशन ब्रोशर विच कॉस्ट लाइक टेन थाउजेंड रुपीज सो दैट इज नॉट अलाउड एनी मोर नॉन ट्रांसपेरेंट एडमिशन प्रोसीजर्स विच इज मैनेजमेंट कोटा एंड ऑल दो थिंग्स नॉट अलाउड and many such related activities also so they have left it quite open ended and and any institute that uh, that will be found indulging in any of these will attract a fine of rupees 50 lakhs and mm. the promoters might get a jail of up to 3 years mm. but uh, what what do you think about this is it fair is it fair if i mean what's wrong in charging donations when donations were asked when the concept would have been started it would have been जो दिल में आए जरा दे देना बिकॉज वी विल पुट इट इन द गुड स्पिरिट ऑफ द स्कूल एंड वील ट्राई एंड बिल्ड अ प्ले ग्राउंड एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट बट करंटली आई डोंट आई डोंट थिंक यू गेट अ रिसीट फॉर फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल गिविंग दैट डोनेशन राइट इट्स ब्लैक मनी यू आर नॉट अकाउंटेड अकाउंटेबल फॉर इट सेकेंडली द नंबर ऑफ स्कूल इज सो लेस दैट यू जस्ट वॉन्ट योर चाइल्ड टू बी देर सो यू डोंट माइंड पेइंग दैट मनी नॉट टेल मी टिपिकली इंस्टीट्यूट दैट आर गुड charge a lot more donations than the other ones correct because there's a it's it's typical demand law of demand supply jahan pe zyada demand hai wahan pe supply kam hoga therefore you have to charge more for the goods and services that you deliver isn't this messing up with that law of demand itself what you know i fail to understand if someone wants to provide quality education it is going to cost him to deliver those goods and services like the howards and the stanfords or the the other colleges do you can put that as a tuition fees instead of naming it as donations and not giving the parents a receipt of it no but so then there is a problem it, see institutes hmm. if you have to be affiliated to mumbai university mumbai university says that you cannot charge more than you know 50000 per year that is one of the rules so wo kharche mein nahi baithta hai na sab lab fees computer that you are right that i agree with because i know of a b school and i will not name it when i was doing my mba the the average school fees was uh, mba fees was 42000 a year right all right now if you have a 110000 square feet place which is fully air conditioned with about uh, 500 computers and about 50 teachers then 42000 per person is not good enough so yes that part i guess is one reason why people do take donations so, so here basically is the government instead of trying to focus on improving government ka own public schools they are trying to hold the private institutes back is that happening you know i, I think they'll find other ways to do this I so this so. things will will you know they they also need to show that they are working the <laughs> and uh, in fact this was the first bill that has been drafted by the hrd ministry so mm. well moving moving ahead talking about sachin academy. sachin sachin i'm waiting sachin, when are you going to get sachin tendulkar in man i've been waiting for a while now <laughs> if we start talking about sachin right now we are not going to stop okay so i want uh-huh. to get get this one this last topic covered and then move on to sachin okay i Go know on. how we are so after isro got its glory and its uh, fame the central mechanical engineering research institute which is uh, short kill mein bolte hai cimeri is mm-hmm. which is a which is a unit of council of scientific and industrial research you uh, are in love with jargons and with acronyms <laughs> i am not making this, this up i am not making this up this is this is what india ka you know scientific government funded institutes are named like so yeah they don't like to call it institute of mechanical engineering and research <laughs> they, they can't do that they have to make it complicated so they uh, now okay so let focus focus on what yes doing. focus yes okay. what is it that they have done yeah they have come up with an autonomous underwater vehicle 
and have named it very innovatively autonomous underwater vehicle 150 uh, <laughs> so, so basically auv 150 is an unmanned vehicle which mm. has civilian as well as military purposes you know the prototype itself is around 500 kg it's a compact 4.8 meter long and diameter is just 50 50 cm it has a lot of ah, gadgets built I've, what happened yes <laughs> yes i have i have seen i have seen one of these on discovery and you know the funny thing was back in the world war 2 if i'm not wrong certain ships started uh, sinking yeah. just just out of nowhere and then afterwards they found out that germans had found they had the technology so right up there or was it the japanese that uh, they built these things back then right and they would they would sink the ships without anybody knowing them because they were stealth submarines yeah i don't so something similar is being done here right now for academic purposes quote and quote they have depth sensors altimeters sonar gps and all those things attached to it which is continuously sending data back to the research center okay academic so academic purposes ah. <laughs> is this why mr ahmed nijad iran's uh, whoever the, the head is gets yeah. away we are building plutonium and uranium for academic purposes don't worry we won't nuke anyone no that is that is i think the parda for you know doing khufiya banti i think yeah. so. i think so that is what they are seeing they'll be using it to test sea floor mapping and monitoring of environmental parameters such as the temperature depth and salinity i mean you can do this using hmm. a test tube okay all these things no no come on don't rubbish these no, no, innovations no. that <laughs> they are doing this is an awesome thing okay don't get right. me wrong the reason we are talking about this and i am so excited is because i think this is awesome and a funny story now when we were visiting pangong lake which is in ladakh ka ekdam upar huge lake which is partly right. uh, you know only one fourth of it is in india and the, the rest of it is in china now the hang on let's just say that this was this was this in the last scene of three idiots which i guess almost every one of our listeners would have seen yeah, yeah in the last scene of three idiots yeah exactly same same lake why lake so the locals say that before indian military came here got here took this area really seriously and started monitoring activities in this area seeing such submarines come out of water was a regular thing for them hmm. so now this is according to locals okay china has been doing this forever in that area they used to come up you know people used to get out surveil what is happening here and there and then go back again and then come back after a few months so always trust the locals whatever the press says is only only for the information that they get from the locals yeah. <laughs> and we got this uh, information while having maggi at uh, sitting on near, near the lake side staple diet <laughs> exactly let's yes. applications it will be great to know the applications right of these things applications as in or maybe we'll never know because it's too confidential yeah they'll be doing ocean mapping they'll be telling mm. us that okay while they'll be <laughs> more cooler things lot more than that yes yeah. all right let's move on to the topic of the episode probably sachin who is god by the way has yeah, scored the, way. the first 200 in a one day international in wow. the history of one day internationals yes Ever. and he is 36 and all those people including ian chapel whom i respect enormously said that 4 years ago that sachin doesn't have enough love for the game and that he should retire <laughs> there are times that you learn lessons in life that <laughs> that do not jump the gun especially uh, when talking about people who are as good as or as great as sachin come on yeah. you know incidentally 22 years back on this very day sachin had done something great i i wouldn't be that wouldn't be surprising Yeah, it? It, it, you know in school you know uh, the partnership between sachin oh, and yeah, kamli yeah. the 664 runs that they had scored right on the same day same it was scored day? on 24th february 
and uh, he had scored 200 odd in that game and kamli had scored 300 and i, I wonder what kamli might be wondering that he he gave away his career and we are not going to talk about kamli here but still it was today that it happened all happened so now let's all that we have to do now is sachin needs the world cup and oh you bet to give you a few more stats the previous best was shared by zimbabwe's charles coventry who had hit 194 and pakistan said bhai said anwar again 194 against uh, india when we were in 10th i remember that match <laughs> yeah we got a ball up ball up 194 out of which i think 190 runs were scored uh, with a runner yeah, our sachin sachin tendulkar never has a runner i have never seen him run with a runner did did you did you watch the match did you see him score no was... i didn't i didn't i was in the office i just saw the last few balls uh, where somebody got some online streaming so when, when i when i came to know that he has crossed 185 i said you know screw this i am going and watching Uh, the TV in the conference room. So I went up to the executive conference room, switched on the TV, and ten mm. other people followed me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, the, in fact, the security guard was also there. You know, uh, he was wondering, "Why are you guys so late? Why are you late, sir?" Yeah, so this happened, and actually, there was a time when Dhoni was on fire, and he was hitting Dale Stein all over the place. And this nobody loved Dhoni at that moment at all. Everybody in my in my office were cursing him, saying that what. is wrong with this guy so there were like four balls to go sachin was on 119 dhoni was on strike and dhoni flicks the ball off his pads and it goes down to hashim amla the ball is going to, towards the boundary and hashim amla dives and stops and we ball. cheered for it and everybody started clapping you know so it was you know probably hashim amla should be given a citizenship for that and honorary citizenship <laughs> call up mr tharoor or somebody some or mr yeah, singh is, this is what actually sidin uh, said that you know mr tharoor please arrange a dual citizenship for ah, hashim really? amla yeah, yeah so and then <laughs> the very next ball sachin got his 200th run now ricky ponting will have to do something really special No, no. I guess he's 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 given it up. Five Test centuries in a row, and then he goes and scores a double century, and he's thirty-six, and he's waiting for the World Cup. How many World Cups has he played? Ninety-two, ninety-six, ninety-nine, two thousand three, two thousand, and and this one now. See, he has been here for twenty years. And you know what else do we say about this guy now? Yes. You know he was 15, and uh, we have one of his interviews on Indicast when Tom Alter had done that interview. Do you yeah. recall when he was 15? Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Tom Alter asked him, "Hey, you know what? Uh, Kapil Dev bowled to you at the nets. Uh, so how do you find his bowling?" And you know what this guy replies that when he was 15, he says, "Yeah, Kapil is good. He's good." <laughs> you can. I think that. And Kapil is Kapil is at the. <laughs> I think the episode number is 10. So if you if you guys want to listen to that. Go down right. that episode number ten. You will get you know Sachin in his fifteen when he was fifteen year old talking to Tom Walter. Also asks him that uh, uh, you know how do you feel people are talking all these uh, good things about you, and he goes, oh, I feel good. I just like to bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and in all, all his initial years, the ten years that he would win the Man of the Match award, there used to be it, it used to be like an answering machine. So Sachin, uh, Ravi Shastri would ask, so Sachin, uh, congratulations. How was it out there? Yeah, definitely. The ball came on went onto the bat, and there was a templated response to everything. Now, obviously, he's far more vocal. How? What did he say, incidentally, in today's presentation ceremony? Yeah, did so, you get so a chance match, to? The, the match has ended. They have lost by South Africa. Managed to score only two fifty-eight runs all down, and we have Adwait who has been telling us that uh, we won by one fifty-three runs. The pitch was good. Ball was coming on good on the bat. Do this guy sounds like a. Cricket. No, this is this is what Sachin says. He's quoting Sachin. The pitch was good. The ball was coming on onto the bat, and I was striking the ball very well. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly how he talks. That's that's 
Sachin Tendulkar in his all of his in all of his uh, man of the match ceremonies. But you know, uh, you spoke about how, what keeps him going. I remember Mumbai versus Tamil Nadu. There was nobody on the ground, and uh, this was about 10 years back when Sachin was a superstar. He had scored those uh, sandstorm innings in Sharjah, and he won the match for uh, Mumbai. And then he celebrated as if he was celebrating the, the match of his life this after the, the match. This was semi-finals. This was semi-finals, Ranji. Oh, really? I don't know. It was a Ranji match, and there was hardly anybody on the ground. But there was some Times of India photographer who clicked the images, and that was there on the paper. And he went completely crazy. the way he celebrated it and it, he, he was, was playing only against a normal side yeah this was so, this was the first time when people actually saw him pumping his fist in the air you know and, ah, and in a yes. big exaggerated way so oh man you are a such in fan are you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i people say that uh, people say that about you yes <laughs> uh, that's about it those were the topics that we had we will be doing live broadcasting of this on a regular basis henceforth so please join us we'll be tweeting out information with the url for the live broadcast for that please follow me on ac mahatre and abhishek on abhishek kumar with a single k yes and you will get updates on everything that we do That's and thanks a lot for those comments as we were speaking and uh, it'll be nice if you can chip up with chip in a f- with few more I so know. we can you- You know, this is the, the the problem with going live, right? You you can you, you jumble so many words because we speak a little too fast when talking about Sachin. <laughs> yeah, and in the edited version, we sound so eloquent, don't we? Actually, we don't. We are just <laughs> like <laughs> just just the same. We are just the same. We should go in for some of those voice and diction classes. They they teach you how to speak. Voice modulation. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's wrap it up now. Otherwise, we will have another one. Yes, that's about it. Uh, don't forget to log on to www.theindicast.com. You can listen to us by simply dialing a US number as well. The number is two one two four zero four five six four six. The number again is two one two four zero four five six four six. And uh, Sachin is God. Amen. Bye bye.